all over the place, but I'll, I'll tell you that every man you know, every man listening to us on this podcast desperately wants to be both dangerous and good at the same time. He wants to be courageous and compassionate. He wants to be sacrificial and a servant leader, wants to be the right guy, not abusive or a destroyer. And so that's why I, I want to thank you guys for having me on because that's what's happening. There's a movement where we're encouraging men to, to be strong, but to be good with their strength. This is Words to Live By, a podcast that serves the purpose to help you supercharge your relationships with God, others, and yourself. I'm Michael Gibson, and this week on the show, did you know that there's a revolution happening? It's been happening right under our noses, and it's sweeping the nation, challenging men to be dangerously good. Our friend Kenny Luck, who's a best-selling author and the former men's pastor of Saddleback Church in California, is filling us in on all the details, and it's all next. And welcome into another edition of Words to Live By. It is your host, Michael Gibson, joined as always by my favorite sidekick, Captain Dad. And uh, Dad, it's uh, today is one of our most favorite days of the year. We are just taking a break from our fireworks exploding outside uh, on 4th of July for an awesome podcast. But, you know, Dad, this is one of our, um, I don't think people really understand exactly how much we love 4th of July. We love Fourth of July. It's it's like Christmas for our family a lot. For other families, it's how we take the Fourth of July. Oh yeah, we. Uh, I literally grew up with um, you know the, how we do Fourth of July in the Gibson Smalley family is um, we like to buy. Uh, I mean, we just don't like buy bottle rockets and you know Roman candles. I mean, we buy the big stuff, and uh, we love to do a, a, a whole firework display in our uh, in our backyard. And our our neighbors would actually come out and and uh, and watch. But um, man, when when you when you try and do you know fireworks should be left to the professionals. And so there has been so yeah. many times where we have literally almost died. And um, it's incredible that I still have uh, two eyes and can hear. So. Yes, it is <laughs> incredible that you still have, all of us actually have in our limbs. And, you know, Michael, a lot of people don't know that um, one of our favorite things about that is why they never really saw the fireworks go up. Instead, they saw them go sideways a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that we would actually have firework wars because one of us would think that we did it on purpose to shoot the other person. So the other person would actually kick down their big rocket uh, launcher to go sideways. And that's how we started having firework wars. And literally we'd have one team on one side on the dock and then the other team up by the house. And we would shoot back and forth at each other, not just the little bottle rockets, but the big uh, tubes at each other and it's amazing. You know what? I won't lie. I have shirts with fire rocket holes in them, burned up. <laughs> I had that skin did burn, sting a little bit, but yeah. I still can see, have my fingers. And you as a little guy, uh, always wanted to be involved. And now you are involved in the actual adult wars. I know you have not met fear until you uh, are running at full speed, trying to get away from one of these huge uh, firework cannons and that, you know, they explode. So, I mean, they it literally feels like you're in a war zone. And uh, so that uh, just, um, it just it really, they always thought we were crazy. 
And they would run into the house, but we thought there was so much fun. But and you know, fireworks. Happy Fourth of July to everyone. It's one of the greatest times we get to celebrate living in such a phenomenal country and just really to cherish it, especially our military who fought bravely, giving up their lives for us so that we can celebrate and shoot fireworks at each other and just really have a good time as a family. And as a family, nothing is better for 4th of July than bringing us closer to celebrate that. And today, Michael, we got such an awesome guest with us. Yeah, you know, today is a special words Wednesday for two important reasons. Number one is 4th of July, but number two, I am so excited about our guest. I have grown up hearing about our guest and, um, and you know, uh, if you've ever been a part of any kind of men's ministry in your church, so a men's conference, maybe a men's group, I guarantee you it, uh, it literally, uh, you were a part of it because of what our guest started at, uh, at Saddleback church and uh, what you know, is Rick Warren's church, but, um, he's just a cool guy. He, um, uh, dad, I know that you have such incredible things uh, and memories with uh, with our guest, and um, but uh, he actually uh, has his own podcast called The Everyman Show. He's also the founder of a great ministry out of California called Everyman Ministries. His name is Kenny Luck, and he joins us on the show. Hi, Kenny. Hey, guys. I, I just have one thing to say to, to you guys in front of all our listeners. I would like to spend 4th of July with you. <laughs> hey, come on down. We're ready. Because I, I, I know that, you know, people are thinking, okay, is there alcohol involved? Or do you guys just normally do that? And um, see, that, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, some dangerous good stuff going down. It is good stuff going down. And nothing like taking a few um, rockets to your side to create male bonding. Oh my yeah. goodness. I, I think if everybody was trying to imagine as you guys were describing that, what it's like to hold a live tube with a full strength uh, firework and shooting it at someone. <laughs> yeah. You just kick it over and let it go. Oh gosh. Did you, uh, man, I, I, I just heard that. Kick it over and let it go. <laughs> yeah. Oh it my gosh. You watch okay. Grandma run for her bedroom. That's yeah. right. That's I just want right. to know if there were any women involved in that firefight. You know what? We oh, never yeah. get any of the women in. They're the just yeah. screaming and making sure yeah. we just have on our goggles. If we have on our goggles, they're good. Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, thanks for having me on, fellas. It's an honor. Yes. And speaking of fireworks, you got a book called Dangerously Good coming out. And in fact, it is out. And one of the things is, is anytime you add the word dangerous to something, it gets my attention. And so what do you mean by this awesome title of Dangerously Good? Start us off with that. Well, well, the Dangerous Good movement, and that's what we're talking about here today, is a movement of men all over the world that believe that being strong and being loving aren't mutually exclusive. It's a, it's a concept that rejects self-centered broken male culture that causes other people to suffer. Dangerous Good is a movement that is for strength, but it's for strength that is shaped and directed by equally strong character and compassion. And when you have strength with character and compassion, you have a dangerous good man who will be welcomed by the world that is in desperate need of a revolution of men who care. Now, the model for it 
is Jesus Christ, who brought to the world a new wave of masculinity that really disrupted the broken male culture of his day. But it wasn't by being nice and it wasn't by being tolerant. What he disrupted was this toxic cocktail of ethnic, religious, and gender masculinity of his time. But he didn't do it by denying his strength. He did it by defending and protecting women, by recognizing and raising the value of children, uh, by not pre-qualifying others on the basis of their ethnic background. And guys, I tell you, in the context of today's hashtag me too, toxic masculinity, and the broken male culture that we see on the news cycle every day, there's coming a new movement of men, a spirit-empowered movement of men in the mold of Christ himself that doesn't need to stay invisible. Instead, this spirit-empowered movement of dangerous good men are going to rise. They're going to make billions of life-changing choices around the planet that give life and hope and blessing to the people around them. And what we're seeing now is men embracing it, women welcoming it. And man, evil hates this movement because it's spirit-empowered in the mold of Christ. Mm, that is so good. And I love what you're talking about, and especially character and compassion. And those are words that, you know, so many of us live by feelings each day to day or allow uh, the world to define how we are as a man. But then can you kind of take us through this whole thing of as a guy, you talk about this character, you talk about the compassion, you're already motivating me to want to man up and stand up for this revolution right. that needs to come up. In fact, the pastor was just talking to me on Monday and we were talking about one of the things, and he kind of took a brief pause and said, you know what? And I haven't heard this word in a long time, by the way. He said, we need another Promise Keepers-like movement. Yeah. And I was like, well, oh, that's a blast. Yeah, you, there's a, there's a, a percolating magma underneath uh, men of the spirit all around the world because male strength is being attacked. And uh, now for the majority of women who just heard me say those two words, male strength, it sends shudders up and down their spine because a lot of women have experienced in their own lives or seen in the news cycle men who've been given strength, given power, and given influence. And men have used that strength, power, and influence to use, manipulate, and injure others and benefit themselves. And I need to talk to the guys who are listening ab about that for a second. Women should have chills go up and down their spine because nine out of 10 women surveyed by Everyman Ministries have been hurt or wounded or injured by some man, some dad, some uncle, some husband, some, some person in their lives. And the hurt revolves around giving a man strength and responsibility, but the man does not have the character and compassion in him to guide and shape that strength. And there's a name for guys who have what I call man-sized physical, financial, professional, or social strength, but have boy-sized character to match it. And the name for those men is just dangerous. They might be winning the battle of images in the masculine world, but they end up losing the real battles of life in Christ 
and in their family and in their relationships. Why? Because it takes character to win intimacy. It takes character to win the respect of people that God has put in your life. It, it takes character to influence uh, the community and workplace. And so that's where the energy comes from, men, if you're listening to us today. Uh, and until we can match our strength with emotional maturity, spiritual integrity, and relational commitment, there's a reason for the women in our lives to be cynical. But I need to tell the ladies that are listening right now that you need to know what happens when you attack male strength and seek to control and create men who are compassionate and nice without any way to express their strengths. Well, the first thing that men do when they're not given a place or a way to express strength, strength in their context is they'll find, and guys, you know this, they'll find unhealthy ways to feel strong that usually end up harming the women and children in their lives, and they don't become better husbands or dads or human beings. I mean, we then go hard into work and workaholism. We go hard into hobbies and activities. Uh, we go, we go, might go into the fantasy world. We might go into gaming. And in some of these unhealthy channels that, that validate us, but they don't mature us. And so when you talk about male strength, it's not the strength that is the issue. It's strength without that, compa that compassion and that character that women react to. And we're seeing them react to that problem right now all over the place. But I'll, I'll tell you that every man you know, every man listening to us on this podcast desperately wants to be both dangerous and good at the same time. He wants to be courageous and compassionate. He wants to be sacrificial and a servant leader, he wants to be the right guy, not abusive or a destroyer. And so that's why I, I want to thank you guys for having me on because that's what's happening. There's a movement where we're encouraging men to, to be strong, but to be good with their strength. Yeah. And I, I'm so excited about this revolution, Kenny. And, and, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, you're, you're, you know, nobody can get you pumped up like Kenny luck. And, uh, so, but as I've been, uh, kind of listening to this, you know, I want to go back to something that you said a little bit earlier. And, um, you know, when I think of somebody that was compassionate and dangerous at the same time, I think of Jesus and I know that you mentioned that um, that this uh, this revolution is based on Jesus. And so, um, what are some uh, kind of walk me through that? What does that what does that Absolutely. look like? And and how can we look to Jesus as a um, as a leader of this revolution? Well, Jesus um, in in Luke four, when he um, announces, "Okay, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me," um, all the men who claim a relationship with Jesus that are listening need to go to Luke chapter four. And they need to see Jesus declare, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has anointed me too. And then look at the things that God's Spirit comes upon Jesus to do. Sight to the blind, freedom to the oppressed, um, declare the favorable year of the Lord. He starts talking about being weaponized by the Spirit to break the rules of his culture for what God declares to be significant. And then you watch him proclaim it, declare it, and then go do it. How? By, by touching the ethnically unacceptable, 
reaching into and engaging the morally unacceptable, uh, crossing racial lines and doing what's racially unacceptable. I mean, this guy all of a sudden uh, turns male culture on its head, a male culture that said to itself, thank God I'm not a woman, thank God I'm not a kid, and thank God I'm not one of those Gentiles. What does Jesus start doing in the power of the Holy Spirit? He starts defending and protecting women. He starts uh, raising the vision and value of children and says, no, let them come, and he touches them and he blesses them. And then he starts telling parables about the Good Samaritan, crossing over borders and ministering to Samaritans. And so you see this man who is totally dangerous to the broken male culture of his day be dangerous in a godly way, a spirit-empowered way. And I'll tell you, that is so relevant to our culture today, where we've seen masculinity broken and rejected um, in terms of alpha male without compassion and character, the rise of feminism and reactive activism. And then you see this other kind of man that that movement has created. He's tender and compassionate, but people are missing his strength. And so then you look at, well, who was tough and tender? Who was courageous and compassionate? Who was sacrificial and servant-oriented? To your point... It was Jesus. And so we have Alpha and Omega male coming together in the Son of Man. And if the Son of Man lives in, um, you know, six to seven hundred million men on the planet, how about we start acting like the Son of Man powered by the Spirit of God? Amen. Let's do it. We need to get that moving. And, you know, Kenny, as we are looking at activating men and, and being in the marriage world. That's where I spend so much of my time and just seeing how marriages are coming. We have men here that unfortunately, when we talk about those guys that are under 35, we're talking about a generation that has grown up in single parent homes and they not had that positive role model. They haven't had that person that's come along that spirit field to be able to teach them the way of Jesus in the discipleship program, what does a true follower of Jesus man look like? And I love that the Alpha and the Omega male is for those guys, they really don't have a clue because they've never seen it. They've never been discipled through. How can we, or how can, let me put it this way, how can that person say, you know what? I'm into this message. I want to be that guy how can I start getting this into me today? I want to be that guy who has high character, high compassion. What are some things I can start doing today, Kenny? Well, you know, that's how I start out the book. I start out the book talking about lost lions and how we have young men, 20 to 35 or so, who have tremendous potential. And um, they're called to lead. They need to step up to lead, but they have no models and they have no mentors and they have no messengers. And, and that essentially was me at age 17. Um, I'm the son of a third generation alcoholic. My dad was a ghost in my life. I didn't have a mentor in the home. Uh, the models that I had were peer mentors uh, that were godless and without Christ. And, and then at 17, I became a Christian and I found my model and I found my mentor in Jesus Christ. And so the first step to becoming dangerous with goodness, 
and realizing that amazing potential and intention that God created you for is to, is to say yes to the dangerous good man himself, Jesus Christ, to receive his forgiveness and love and to invite him to take over the center and heart of your life and then to commit to his purposes. And I always tell uh, young men, you have a choice um, out there. There's a lot of identities that you can choose from. You can be a possession man. That's an identity you can choose and go after the stuff. You can be a pleasure man and go after the thrill. You can, you, you can be um, a pleasure man and just you know be about the next thrill. But that, if you let it define you, doesn't bring you to this place of maturity and identity that is dangerous and good. So say yes to Jesus, number one, and then let God define you. Let God tell you who you are. Let God uh, say the truest thing about you is what I say is true. And when you live in that realm where you let God redefine you, um, you start becoming like Christ, who lived out his truest identity uh, on earth and as the son of God in relationship with God. And man, you see a guy who was fearless. You see a guy who is free. You see a guy who is faithful to God. And so I always tell young men, any man, to give your life to Christ, learn who you are through his eyes, and commit to what he says, uh, and go do it. And Kenny, the guy that you're describing, a lot of times with men, we, we want to be that hero. We want to be that, what you call that lion, where people are respecting us. We feel appreciated for who we are and seen as um, dangerous. But as we've been defined throughout our lives, is seeing it in a worldly way, but really... Because I try and share this with guys. What you just described, Kenny, is in the mind of a woman, incredibly sexy. Absolutely. 100%. That's what she wants. That's right. And that's right. look for the movie type of male that we go see. Uh, this is how we see the man. But what you just described really is what she desires. That's how she sees her hero. That's how she sees her man. And that, to me, is so motivational. Yeah, you, you nailed it on the head. I speak at women's conferences all the time, and, and I like to throw out this question just to see if there's a consistency of response. I'll say, ladies are spiritually strong, emotionally grown up, and relationally committed men in high demand but low supply, and you should hear the response. I mean, it is overwhelming. And that's why this movement of Dangerous Good Men is so relevant. It's relevant to the watching world. It's relevant to the non-Christian. It's relevant to wives. It's relevant to mothers. It's relevant to children. It's relevant to justice. It's relevant to the kingdom of God. It's relevant to the fight against evil. And, and I, I love what you said. It's sexy. Women, guys, if you're listening to me, I'll tell you what. If you are courageous with compassion, if you are sacrificial in your service, if you know that you're made by God, for God, and going to God, and you accept that identity, if you uh, know who you are in Christ and are ready to live your life in alignment with his plan, 
Women love spiritual strength that has integrity. You're right. I mean, my daughters, you know, they're in the marriage zone. They're uh, one is dating and one is thinking about dating someone. And man, I like their choice. They have chosen men of God who are who know who they are apart from needing my daughters. It's a good thing. They're great gals, but they know who they are. They know where they came from, why they're here on earth and where they're going. And man, that makes them super, super attractive. Yeah. And honestly, what a, what a perfect time for this to, um, for this revolution to start, because, you know, uh, I, I know that you talked about this in the book, Kenny, and one of the most, um, one of the most intriguing points of your book is, uh, to me is, is just, um, just the time that we live in and the kind of the time this is, you know, I, I just think about my friends and, and, uh, you know, I'm a, I just graduated from college and, and, uh, so a lot of my friends are, are in that marriage zone and, um, you know, but we're all kind of living in this, in this unique time. And, and I know you talk about, um, that we're kind of living in a, in a prophetic time. And, yes. um, and so I, uh, what are some examples of that? And what do you mean by that? Well, you know, Jesus said um, very clearly to all of us, uh, and the gospel of this kingdom shall be preached as a witness to the nations, and then the end shall come. So you can, you can track history based on the saturation of earth with the gospel. And, you know, if, you're, if you hang around missions like I do, you know that there's 80-plus organizations, and they have billions of dollars in the bank, and they are chasing down, literally— People who have never heard the name of Jesus on the hillsides and in the valleys of remote places, uh, bringing the gospel to Muslim background believers. I mean, the world is not getting small, uh, bigger, it's getting smaller. And I would say that the gospel clock uh, is at 11.59 and 59. I mean, there's limited time and a scheduled meeting coming. Now, if that's, uh, if that's accurate, um, then there's a harvest that is prophetically described in the Bible. And this harvest involves an outpouring of the Holy Spirit on men. And when we look at the birth of the church, we see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on men. We see Peter stand with the 11 in Acts chapter 2, verse 14. And then we see the Spirit fill men. And what do you see those men do? They start relieving pain. They start reducing loads. They start raising the spirits of women and children all around them. And to the degree that in Acts 4, after they start doing that, the religious quote-unquote guys say, what are we going to do with these guys? They have done a noteworthy miracle, and the whole city knows. And so you have a church that has gone from a few hundred to a 100,000 in three years. Why? Because a spirit-empowered men's movement birthed the church. Now, it's just me. But I, I tend to think that that last day's harvest is also going to be a spirit-empowered men's movement. Why? Because the church has the women and kids activated. The sleeping giant is the 600 to 700 million men on the planet who name the name of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is calling sons of Christ out of culture prophetically. That's what happens in the Old Testament with every prophet. They say, you're a son of covenant. All right, you're not a son of culture, and, and, and sons of covenant are called out of culture. What the Holy Spirit is doing right now all over the world, and I see it happening, is sons of Christ are being called out of culture to rise into their identity 
and to be responsible and to show responsibility with their identity. And this is the third wave of spiritual harvest that is going to eschew in the return of Christ, in my view. Wow. Wow. And, you know, you, you talk about the, the, as we're going into this time of harvest and being able to do, and we talk about even in the harvest of our own home, our family, and you talk about women and, and being in the church. And I know there's women right now are listening going, I want that for my man. I want yes. that for my son. And, you know, one of the things that we always talk about here on the podcast is you can't change other people, but God can change other people. And I know a lot of us think that we can change that person. And so how can Kenny, that person who so desperately wants their home to be a home that stands for Jesus, a home that follows Jesus, a home that can be one that harvests and lead people to know Jesus. What can you tell that wife, that mom, how to encourage her husband? How can they raise up a dangerously good boy? And, and you know, I'm just asking is, is how can they point them that way? Well, you know, um, whether you're a man or a woman, we all need to hear truth spoken into our lives. Can I get an amen? Yes, amen. Amen. So, so whenever we're talking with someone, one of the best things that we can say, as my, my mentor, uh, J.P. Jones, always says, he would say, Kenny, the truest thing about you is what God says is true. And you are God's idea. You are God's intention. And you are made in God's image. And you're made by him and for him. And you are going to him. So the most important thing that, that you can know, Kenny is that God made you for a purpose and and that purpose is to know Christ and be like him and to love him and love other people and 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 that's that I love it when people speak truth into my life like that where you just remind people of who they really are versus who they've allowed themselves or given permission to allow themselves to become and you speak into their chest and you say you know, that's why around here at Crossline and, and with, with guys that I know, you know, I call them who they are. I, say, I call them a man of God. Hey, man of God. How you doing, man of God? Because identity, it's the identity, it's how you perceive yourself. If I perceive myself as a son of God, as a man of God, that identity will command my energy. And so the battle is for identity, all right? Because once you accept your truest identity, you're going to get your greatest energy. You're going you're gonna to get, you know, your best spiritual integrity. And so for me, it's always reminding someone of who they really are. You know, in the book you might have read, I, I tell the story of Simba from The Lion King. He's the son of a, he's the son of a king who then all of a sudden, because of a, a series of events, runs from his truest identity. And he creates this world that doesn't remind him of who he is until the little baboon in the story, Rafiki, comes along and says, I know who you are. You're Mufasa's boy. And all of a sudden, he's got to face the music. This is who I really am versus the image that I've projected in this fantasy world I've created for myself 
so that I don't have to be responsible with my identity. And man, that little that little baboon hunts him down, chases him down, kind of smacks him on the head, and finally gets him to see a reflection of himself. And when he looks at a reflection of himself in the water, he sees his father. And I feel like that's a good parable for this moment in history, where men who have dabbled in the world, men who have wandered, they're lost lions, God's spirit is reminding them of who they are. So for all the women listening, you know, the best thing that you can do is not disparage your husband for what he isn't, but or your boyfriend or a man in your life or a son. You can remind him of who he is because men don't like to be confronted. I don't think anybody likes that. They don't like to be comforted either. What men respond to is being challenged. There's a difference because they'll stop listening to you if you're constantly confronting them. If you comfort them, they don't respect you. But men respect when people challenge them in truth. That is so good. And speaking to his chest, I love the way you put that in challenging the man. And really, that is a phenomenal way to really speak into his life, to want him to pursue that and to be able yeah. to. And, and, you know, just looking at as I know time is, is coming out, there's so much I want to talk to you about, Kenny. And, Michael, I think we're going to have to have Kenny back on the podcast because he really he is the source for for in the Christian world of understanding men, I feel is. And I just really want to let people know that um, we talk about men's ministry. We talk about men's movement. And this is such a phenomenal resource as we talk about dangerous, really good. And Kenny put me down for a case of books because I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be handing them out. We're gonna be doing this right on and moving it towards because I want people to know that Kenny Luck is God is using you in a way to not just inspire men and equip them, but to move them to be a part of this world and what God is doing. Yes, harvest and as yeah. a church. Every Man's Ministry is a great resource. I've been uh, a huge fan of Kenny and what God is doing through every man. I know a lot of men have been touched through that. And, Michael, I couldn't think of a better guess. And, and Kenny, can we have you back on to even talk about more stuff about men's ministry? Sure. Not just, oh, you got it. But men. And I think this you is a great thing. And, uh, Michael, again, thanks for bringing Kenny on board. Hey, I'm just grateful that Kenny Luck uh, made some time for us today. And and I know that uh, book release season is definitely something that um, is a busy season. And, and, you know, Kenny, what I love about our time together today and and what I love about your book is that, you know, uh, men are men are creatures of purpose. And, um, you know, we, we need that yes. purpose and, and we need, uh, you know, we, we, we want to make change. We start, you know. Uh, at least in my own life, I, you know, have to build my fort and I have to, you know, gather my army and I have to get yeah. ready for battle. And I feel like you've gotten us every single man, including myself, uh, ready for ready for this revolution and ready for the battle. And, you know, I'm thinking yep. about the men that are listening to us right now and um, are just ready for the battle and, and want to enter into this um, into this revolution and, and uh, want to see change in their life and, and want to be the change for others. And, uh, and Kenny, I'd love it if you would uh, maybe just pray for those men right now that are, that are listening, um, that they yeah, can. Uh, I, I am definitely going to pray. And I just want to say thank you to you guys um, for just 
Um, because I know you're spirit empowered. I know that God is raising you up. I know that you have territory to take just like we all do. And, you know, that's why I've made the commitment to opening up a weekly live stream um, for the Dangerous Good Movement where, where you know, I, I right now there's about 9,000 guys worldwide who hop onto this study uh, on Facebook uh, every Thursday morning, 645 West Coast, 845 Central, 945 Eastern Time Zone from Jakarta, from Indonesia, from Liverpool, England from the Hawaiian islands, all over the world. We have to have a way, guys, to encourage one another and and get updates. So before I pray, I just wanted to mention that. Facebook Live every Thursday morning at 645 West Coast, 845 and 945 Central and Eastern. So let's pray and let's go to God in, in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for your calling uh, on your sons. I thank you that... Uh, the eyes of the Lord are searching the earth right now. The Holy Spirit is moving and ranging throughout the earth to see if there are men whose hearts are fully committed to Jesus Christ, your son. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for your work. I thank you that you're raising up right now men through this prayer. You're raising up communities and fellowships of spirit-empowered men. Lord, you are coming. You are coming. Because you are coming. So, Lord, impress upon us the time that we live in. Impress upon us your call upon our lives to shine like stars in the midst of a warped and corrupt culture. Impress upon us the spiritual battle that when evil men combine, the good must associate, lest we fall one by one in a pitiable struggle. God, impress upon us our identity. Tell us who we are. And help us to rise. Lord, we pray for, for every community on the planet that you would raise up dangerous good men, that fellowships would form. And just like what happened in the book of Acts, that there would be notable miracles that would be a witness to your kingdom rule and authority coming through transformed men, living transformed lives in the spirit of Christ. We thank you for it in advance. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, that's our show with Kenny Luck on this men's revolution. I'm telling you what, I love this show. And if you love this show as well, then you've got to go and purchase Kenny's new book called Dangerous Good. It just came out a couple of days ago. And I'm telling you what, I am already loving it. So if you love Kenny Luck and if you love what he had to say today, then you've got to go buy that book. I have a link where you can buy it on my website, michaelgibson.org. Our music was produced, as always, by my good friend Rob McLean, and you've been listening to Words to Live By.